you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. David. Football. Football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are here in Studio 66. We're ready to roll and kibitz about what we just saw in Week 12 and perhaps even about what we put into our bodies over the Thanksgiving holiday. And uh, let's start it off. Let me say this first, though. Coming up in just a bit, as always, on our first uh, DDFP of the week, Maurice Jones-Drew, Colleen Wolf, and you. It's time for the Q&A in a matter of minutes here. Always be sure to drop us a line. Hashtag DDFP, and we'll uh, we'll talk about what you want us to talk about. Meantime, seated to my immediate left, 12 years. He wore the number 24 in black and gold. I saw it running around on the field on Sunday night, and it didn't sit right with me. I didn't like him because he actually he he kind of runs the way uh, the way you do. No, he it, don't. Yeah, he does a little no, bit. He don't man. All right, he does run a little bit like you. But anyway, no, let's say hello to him all the way from the Bayou. It's Ike Taylor. Ike Taylor. What's the poop, Ike? Hey, late-breaking news. Emma VP just got in my ear there behind the glass, and she said, uh, coming up on the show also, I didn't realize we had him booked. How about this one? Brandon Cooks. That's a good one, Ike. That's a room. Having a very nice season. Boy, he's having a heck of a season. He really is. And you know what? Let's start there. Oh, that was what I was going to say, though. A couple things I wanted to promote. Ike Taylor and I, just a moment ago, Went through, I know it's old news that Antonio Brown is very good at football, and so is Ben Roethlisberger, but I provided us a little, X and, uh, a little X's and O's to help explain exactly how they're getting it done in uh, 2017 and all the way back since they first joined forces a number of years ago. So look for that on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and beyond, at Damashek. And uh, how do you, Ike underscore swagger you or whatever you are? Swagging. It's hard to figure it out there. No, you... I mean, I don't. That underscore is hard to remember, you know. Because I try to stay under the radar. That's why I got the un- impossible, you too know? charismatic. Everything is. It's it's possible. <laughs> it's not impossible. Also, you have to track down on the social media what uh, Eddie Spaghetti his expose. You know, like you missed the pie off, pie off six. But a lot of people have uh, have were captivated. You, you once can't again. say spaghetti. You got to say it how my son used to say it when he was small. And huh. he, and he meant. Daddy, can I have some Eschetti, please? <laughs> That's kind of good. Eddie Eschetti. Eschetti. Eschetti, uh, and uh, he did a hard-hitting expose like he was a 60 Minutes journalist. There was some controversy, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it was a turmoil? 
turmoil. Little little things got things got ugly. Tara Deeker, you know Tara, yep. you know, you know, oh, loves a wolf in sheep's clothing. She entered two pies into the contest and lost under false pretenses. And she lost. tried to game the system and lost. She lost both both pies, Dang. but she also lost my respect with that behavior that she put on. Did Trying to sneak an extra pie into the pie off? Like you won't go find out. I, well, I ate it, you know but against saying? my she will. I know you taste test all the pies. I ate them all. But I didn't feel good about eating that second pie of Terry. That's why the way you look like the way you look like now. I don't need that. Now, okay. let's talk about Brandon Cooks for a second here, and uh, or uh, or uh, in slightly broader terms, this the looming game now. I dare say, yes, I am a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, as I may have mentioned sure. to you once you or think? twice before, Ike. Right. I want you to know something. That game in Heinz Field, Patriots Steelers, is the biggest one of the regular season, right? At least on the AFC side. Yeah, it's, it's a measuring stick. Do you feel, based on what you've seen, I know it's easy to say, yep, I think this year the Steelers can get it done. No, that's how you feel. No, no, no. I Do I think the Steelers are going to beat the Patriots? Yeah. No, I, 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 my, listen, if I had the, I don't know, if I – had, if yes I were no. if I were doing a digit yes bet, no. Yeah, no bets, yes or no. If I were betting fingers on this, yes or no, I would say no. Okay, I know which, it doesn't make me happy. Which game? The both games? The one that matters, the postseason one. I don't. What do I care if they win in December? If they lose in January, that'll make it all the more heartbreaking. Here's the thing, though, Ike. We're, oh, by the way, big programming note. Me and Ike Taylor are going to jump on an airplane in a matter of days, and we're going to pay a visit to Heinz Field to the six to the to the banks of the three rivers to see if Shazier and everybody else are emotionally right before the big game. Me and Shaq is coming to Sixburg. I'm giving y'all a warning, and we're leaving there with Sevenburg, Sevensburg, Seven. Just say seven. Seven. We'll take with seven, but that'll be delayed. Sixburg sound, but we leave the Twin Cities with seven in tow. Right? Let's give it. Let's okay, it. I'm just trying to talk to you, but I'm just trying to make an interesting right. conversation with you. The uh, the I feel like somebody floated this to me. Is Antonio Brown an MVP candidate? And I hadn't considered it. I think he is. When you look at his numbers, first in receptions, first in yards, he's in the midst of the greatest five-year run for any receiver in NFL history. That's not hyperbole. Look it up. Jerry Rice, Calvin Johnson, Marvin Harrison, no one has ever put on a show like Antonio Brown has for five years. And yet, right or wrong, agree or disagree, I say Carson Wentz is going to be the MVP. Well, then, of course, that brings out the Patriots fans who declare, well, Tom Brady is having a better season. Where do you come down at this point? Yeah, I think he's a candidate for sure. A.B. is definitely a candidate. Just look at his body of work. Look at the plays he made. Look look at the plays he made at crucial times during the game. So this dude, I, I, I was thinking last night, Shaq, I was just – I was watching the game and then – I watched the press conference and I watched his three sons come up on the podium and I'm like, this dude really got it together. Like you can just tell like his smile, his body language, you can look at him in his eyes, like he really he really he's really the total package now, not only on but off the field, and you can tell he's just real comfortable and secure and confident under his own skin. You can just see it. You can see it. And I'm like, dang, A.B. really grown. Like, that's how I'm looking at it from a distance. Like, 
Dang, this dude really matured into like a real live grown man off and on the field. I think it's interesting, and, and you know, Chris Collinsworth talked about that on the Sunday night broadcast in reference to the the end zone celebrations. That these are twenty something year old guys that you're watching out there yeah. trying to have a good time. You know, they 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 don't feel yeah. the weight of the world necessarily. These are supreme athletes having uh, and finding themselves along the way under see, under the white hot light of public attention. You see this year how exciting the league has been to watch since they brought the celebration back. I doubt, you know, I've gotten some curmudgeon saying that they can't stand it. They're bored with it. Stop oh. that. I say, listen, this is a very it's, difficult profession that you've chosen. Let them show glee. It's, it's, it's good for not only the perimeter guys, but now you got your big sexies, your offensive linemen, your defensive linemen, your quarterback and Carson Wentz. He's starting to get into it. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, he's, he's with the program too. When you see these guys all having fun, having fun, that's that's their sanctuary. Like that's does it make a difference? Here's the thing: though. it's a sanctuary for a lot of these guys. Gronkowski, matter of fact, can we play a little bit of that sound there? Let's play a little of Gronk. So, in sharp relief with the Steelers who wear it and have fun, and they're you know Coach Tomlin himself is that Gronk gets up there after a two touchdown performance and says this: "We got yelled at. We're not allowed to talk about celebrations." Uh, that's what we got told, but I kind of want to talk about it. But I kind of don't because I'll get in trouble. So I don't know what to do. So uh, it just happened on the spot. It wasn't planned. We'll just keep it there. (laughs) So he's not allowed, so they got yelled at, presumably by Belichick. You're not allowed to talk about that? Don't no, you see? no, he didn't say he he got yelled at. He did. He said said we got reprimanded or whatever he He said. He said we can't talk about it. As much as I want to. I can't. I mean, how joyless is it, though? Do we have to make it such a joyless endeavor? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like the man going by the Belichick rules, and that's the Belichick rules. I know, so. and Belichick has all those Lombardies and everything. So that leads me to this question for you, Ike: Is you know, Tony Dungy says, "Well, I talked to Coach T on Friday, and that's just who this Steelers team is. You know, they make mistakes, they screw things up. Ryan Shazier is too active. He overruns plays, and well, that's just who they are. They they they, they still survive." That seems like a bad formula going into the uber-disciplined uh, Patriots, right? Or no? Or do you or do you feel like somehow there is an emotional or intellectual edge on the Steelers' side? I, I don't see it if you do. So, Coach Popovich has a few titles, right? right. Basketball. We're talking basketball, right. right? He got his own personality, right? And they do things a certain way with the Spurs. Coach Steve Kerr. Has his own personality. All right, I like that. I, that's they, a good they, one because you're they, and they do things a little bit different. Pop and Belichick line up in uh, philosophically. And they, they do things a little bit different for Golden State, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that makes sense. It's I like, like that. It's like having kids, Shaq. You have three kids. All three of them ain't gonna be the same. Mm-hmm. They not. I had three years and years ago. Oh, what you got? Eight? No, something. Like, I forget how many. Oh, so you're trying to? I have, catch a, lot. Phillip, I have a lot. I have a lot. You're trying to catch Philip? I may. Go for it. Hey, By the way, he's going go for, for it. He's busy going for a division title. No question. He's going to get that crown, ain't he? You've been saying that a long time. But just to get back to yeah. the topic we were talking about, I mean, Coach Belichick, he does things a certain way, and you got to respect it. Like, the man has been very successful. That's the way he do it. But if you just ask his players, the players love him. Like They do love him. He, That's he acts a certain way towards right. the media. Like, he's not, too, he's not a fan of the media, and I get it. Coach Belichick been that way. Coach T might embrace it a little bit different. But you got to understand, like, 
Coach T record since he's been there. Heck, there's no other than Coach Belichick. Nobody has has had a better record in a ten year span. He been he been there for ten years. I know it's remarkable. And, uh, and Coach T. Well, I, 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 what I'm getting at is, and I don't ask this just from a Steelers fan's perspective, but it feels awful. I'm getting fatalistic, Ike, about this. I watched the Patriots whip the Raiders, and I watched them just clinically Ooh. take apart the Dolphins and everything. Who's going to beat them? The Patriots are going to win again, aren't they? In no? Two, let's uh, tell, tell me that I'm, I'm wrong about check that. Check in 2005, right? They couldn't even put a leash on the defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Coach Cowell, Dickey, it, it, the only person who had a leash on the team was probably Paul Paul, Mr. Rooney, and he stayed upstairs. He don't come down during the football season. He'll come down after uh, downstairs like decision making. He let he let his coaches coach. He stayed away from anything during football season. But he was probably the only one that could have came down and put his hand on something like y'all need to stop it. Do you know how ruthless, how bad we were in two thousand and five? Nobody could stop us. I'm talking about on and off the field. Mm-hmm. We're going out to eat. we fighting. we smacking. we beating people up. The thing on that the almost field. derailed you, the thing that made you it a diamond matter. in the rough was that Roethlisberger got hurt and Maddox threw a couple games away. It doesn't, and so you didn't, it doesn't uh, matter. It didn't derail us because we wound up winning. It. No, I know. But I remember feeling like this Steelers team, people aren't acknowledging it because of uh, that swoon, it, but it, that was because of Maddox. It doesn't matter. The, the, the Steelers, I'm looking at the Steelers now. As a younger version of how we were in 2000. I know, but matchups, but you know, but it's it's styles make the matchups, as they say, and this feels very Ali versus Frazier to me. And I, I, I don't see, I mean, it's, I, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You know what that di- that rivalry is. It's not a rivalry. It's an ownership. The Patriots have owned the Steelers. I don't like saying it. The 21st century, that's the way it is. Bro, you just got to speak. Whether you want to say it or not, you just got to speak your facts. I just said it. And I don't Patriots, like it. The Patriots have, but this is the time. Now. Sean Sean Davis is a good matchup for Grunt. Mm-hmm. A good matchup for Grunt. And we're talking about Tom Brady and his receivers. I would take his receivers out of it. I would I would I would lean more on where Grunt and what Grunk is doing because they're going to attack the safeties. That's how that's how I'm looking at it from my perspective, mm-hmm. my my eyesight. The Patriots will attack the safeties for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we're sleeping on the most important thing they do well. They're top ten in rushing. And these guys, these – Deion Lewis, where he played at? Pitt. Okay. So we bring it – we bring it all these – we bring in these small, small, sprawls-like kind of running backs, and we expect them to run on the outside and the edges. Nope. They do a great job by running – in between the tackles. So that's where it's going to be. It's going to be in between the seams and the hashes of that football game. It's not going to be one on the outside. I, I promise you, this game between the Pittsburgh Steelers, all the big plays will be in between the hashes. It's going to be the run game, and it's going to be the matchups between the safeties and the, the tight ends. That's the matchup. Well, and that says to me that 50 also looms large. He's going to have to deal with Gronk and Deion Lewis and uh, any of those other pass catchers coming out of the backfield. Well, defensively, MVP, we could talk about him too. That's a whole other story. Well, to me, as I said uh, on Sunday, there are a lot of, you know, Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, Shazier, Bosa, and Ingram. But the best defensive player remains Aaron Donald. Where'd he go to college? Pitt. 
He did. And what did I tell you last week? Spaghetti, tell him. Who told you that Pitt would knock off the U? Dave, you did call that. Oh, I know. Go. I know. When's, when, when do I get a parade, though? When's it my, when do I get my parade already for all my, for all my truth in advance of it coming true? You know? You know what? Let's wrap it there, Ike. We got a lot of stuff to get to. Make sure you check out Ike, though, every Monday night on the end game, post game on Monday night uh, with uh, Cole Wright and the fellas there. Always a good time there. Ike, good morning football, the weekend edition with the Wolf, gangbuster stuff. A lot of accolades coming uh, 24's way there. And then, of course, like I say, we'll be in Heinz Field or we'll be on the banks of the Three Rivers in front of that Patriots game. Can't wait for that. That's going to be a good time. Oh, get the pulse, what everybody's doing there. See, you know, it's going to be a good time, Mike. I can't wait for it. That's, All right. That sounds like your Christmas present. Well, that, well, that's pretty much it. I'm going to sit in a room with Ike and I don't know who. And some We're other... going to have a good time, Shaq. That's, okay. uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. We're going to have a good time. Should I br- what should I bring to make a nice impression? Should I bring like uh, some – Nothing. We're going to go to uh, my 412 store. Oh, okay. So pack light. Okay. Should I bring like a spinach dip or something, though, I mean? No, nah, you can't carry that on the plane. No. Unless okay. you fly private. Well, Mo Damashek will be there. Maybe she can, uh, you know, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll yeah. crash at her place and yeah. we'll go from there. All right, listen. That's it for 24, for uh, 24. But now, here they come. We're going to the bullpen. It's time for MJD and the Wolf. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. Hey, great stuff, Ike and Dave. Uh, and now joined in Studio 66 with the Wolf on the way. Let's say hello to him. The longtime Jacksonville Jaguar, the Hall of Fame from UCLA Bruins and Oakland Raider for one year. Now the radio voice of the Los Angeles Rams and the host of Players Only every Friday on NFL Network. Oh, so many things we could go on and on about. Let's go on and on about the game of pro football with Maurice jones Drew. <laughs> Enough. That's the high watermark of the song in my book anyway. Uh, it's close. I like the sexy. I do too, actually, now that I think about it. We sexy! We got to cut it where they just, just say that. Let's do that, MVP behind the glass. Let's cut to that. Hey, coming up in just a minute here, uh, Brandon Cooks is going to join us. Mm. Maybe he'll be a part of the Q&A, or maybe he's, we'll give him some cues and he'll give us the A's. He's from around the crib, too. Is that right? East he's, Bay, you he's mean? He's from Stockton. It's like a little outside the East Bay. It's kind of it's like his own little area, but it's really 20 minutes away from where I grew up. I feel like you and I have already had this discussion, but in advance of Cooks joining us, don't you feel, I, I just, I mean, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, aren't they? Is that legit? I don't, I mean, I don't I, know if they are, but they're, they're a hot team that no one's talking about right now. They're rolling. No one's talking about them. What do you mean? I'm well, talking I mean, about we, them to we'll, you right yeah, now. I'm saying, like, when we talk about hot teams in the league, everyone says the Eagles, they mm-hmm. say the Vikings, they even say the Rams and the Saints. Yeah, but they're sort of they the Patriots. Pittsburgh. It's the same thing as people. It, it's, the, it's the syndrome that plagues so many well, uh, great. true greats. I don't mean one year, like, wow, he's really having a great like season. Antonio Brown. Sustained greatness means that you don't get considered for the MVP, ironic, or paradoxically. Like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan should have been the MVP, I guess, pretty much every season he was in the league. Shaq, same thing. Chuck Knowles should have been the coach of the year most seasons in the Uh, – Don't uh, at me about that one. Don't Most seasons? Well, when you win four Super Bowls out of six seasons, yeah, I guess you're the best team. And who's responsible for that? 
uh, the guys on the field. All right. It's, I, I'm not having that debate with you. You get the larger saying. point. You I'm get the saying. larger point. I get point. it. I get what you're saying. Yes. So I think Tom Brady, the, a lot of people are going to – I said Carson Wentz is the MVP for better or worse. He's got, he unless, should be. No, but that, that's the question. I think Tom Brady gets thrown in those situations. Yes, he's playing better. He's playing well. He's playing awesome. At 40 years old, that's awesome. But Carson Wentz is 28-5, and five, like touchdown to interception ratio. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. For a second-year guy, too. Remember that. Remember last year, he, they were hot. And then they, they just went down. And all of a sudden, like, I'm scared that the Phillies is going to be really good for the next 10, 15 years. That's what I'm I'm, literally, I'm scared of that because you have a quarterback. Why would that be bad, though? I don't know. I, well, I'm not a Philly fan. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I I, I'm my other teams, you know, Rams, mm-hmm. I, I don't like that. Even the Rams are playing well, so I hope they're good for the next 15, 10, they 15 years. They're kind of set up to be yeah. good for a little while, right? Exactly. And so I, I just think what they're able to do there, and they're only going to get better because they're going to, you know, you, we forget about uh, – the cornerback from Washington that they took in the second round, his name has just uh, slipped me, but they grabbed him and said he hasn't even played yet. And they're playing with two, three, uh, third and fourth. I can't think of his name either. Do we know his name? Yes. I want to get it out of uh, out of pride. What's his name? Yeah, the kid. Yeah, right. The one that tore his Achilles in the pro day. Right. He was a top five pick. Mm-hmm. Do we, uh, we don't know it yet, Eddie? Come on, Spaghetti. What are you doing back there? Stop putting cologne on and uh, do some research, would you, please? Back there putting on deodorant. Putting his body sprays on. The Eagles' second-round pick. Does his name just slip? It keeps coming in the one ear and then out the other. I can't think of his name. But anyway, he's going to be playing soon, apparently. Yes. He's going to be out there before the end of the season. Anyway, a big win by your Rams there. Uh, I I think they needed it for their own sake. Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. There it is. That was cr- I was thinking of something completely different, but I know where he's from. He's from Pomona, California, too. So, no lie, this name just slipped my mind, but he's going to help them out as well. Maurice, um, what do you think about this? Oh, uh, uh, before we uh, – uh, the next question I have for you that's injury-based, uh, you know, it, it, this sort of is related to that is, again, the perennial thing about not greatness but value and most valuable player – um, people love to debate that. And Tom Brady, here's here's the argument in favor of Carson Wentz over Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a tick better, I guess, statistically um, so far this season. But legitimately, I know this sounds crazy, but if you took Tom Brady off the Patriots, they'd be in better shape than the Eagles would be if you took Carson Wentz off the Eagles, right? Who's their backup? Nick Foles now. Yeah, I mean. Brian- if you put Nick Foles in there, that would not go, they would not be. Well, I mean, what would their record be? The Patriots, well, I, I contend with Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo. If 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 Brady had gotten hurt in week one and they said, well, we got to just ride it with Garoppolo, this, they'd be 8-8, eight 9-7, eight, maybe 10-6 yeah, even. They, maybe, they may make, win some games. I mean, we saw him play uh, 56 seconds on the Niners. He looked pretty decent. Mm-hmm. He looked cool. I bet you Brian Hoyer would go 8-8 eight eight in that. Uh, in yeah, that he could make some plays. Now, he can't get too much exposure. you got to run the ball. Like, you're going to lean on those that running game, but I think he'll be fine too. Mm-hmm. I, I just think with Carson Wentz, uh, their defense, his numbers aren't where they should be because his defense is so good and they get so many turnovers and they always have a short field. He doesn't have the yardage. but still, He's still going to wind up with 3,600 or thereabouts, which is – But anybody throwing 30 touchdowns in the season deserves – like we get so accustomed to the to Aaron Rodgers' 40 every year, right? That That is unbelievable. That's what you talk about being great. You get accustomed to like, oh, my God, that's crazy. 30 touchdowns is a lot in a season, especially for a second-year guy. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. Well, by the way, too, the other thing you can't exactly just uh, marginalize is that uh, Carson Wentz has 250 yards running the ball 
TB doesn't have that. He doesn't have 250 yards over his lifetime. No, he may have a little bit of that. I watched uh, – my son was watching YouTube the other day, and uh, we saw Tom Brady shake Brian Erlacher. <laughs> Brian Erlacher, that's embarrassing. Hey, now here's the next question. We talk about the Jenga theory all the time, and, uh, you know, you're going to lose players, and if you lose the wrong piece, the whole thing implodes. Well, we've seen any number of huge injuries this Giants. Year. J.J. Watt, Odell Beckham. We, I mean, the list goes well, on and well, on. Well, let me we, say this. J.J. Watt's not the Jenga piece in Houston anymore. You think Clowney is or Deshaun no, Watson? I think Deshaun Watson's the Jenga piece. Generally speaking, we remove the quarterbacks from the Jenga theory because almost every NFL team's going to be harmed significantly if you take their starting QB away. But the question is this, Maurice. If you could go back to the start of the season, so this removes Andrew Luck from the right. conversation here because he was never a viable play. Around yeah. about late August, you realize he's not going to be available. So given the guys who started the first week of the season – if there were no injuries from that point forward, how different would things look? Who would be in better the shape Houston right Texans, now? If they would have started Deshaun Watson week one, they might be undefeated. Think about that. Think about if they would have, even if they do it the way they did. They start Tom Savage for a half, then they put Deshaun they Watson in. Fine, right. I think if J.J. Watt's healthy, Whitney Merciless is healthy. Um, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. You have you have that whole crew if ready to have roll. Deshaun Watson throwing the ball. Imagine what they would have done to Seattle in Seattle with that situation. Right? I mean, I think the Texans, I, I don't think it's insane or hyperbolic or anything else to say that that might be the best team, including the Patriots in the AFC right now. Oh, no question. I think that they're, they have acquired the right talent, right? It's, there's a thing to having too much talent, but then there's a thing also called having the right talent where you have, you know, uh, first overall pick in Clowney. You have J.J. Watt. You have Whitney Merciless. Uh, Jonathan Joseph on the back end. Um, they're able to get some guys in there to play linebacker like Cunningham, who's a rookie that you're playing well. But offensively, they had everything. Hopkins, you had Fuller, you have Braxton Miller, you have Lamar Miller, you have uh, Devontae Foreman, who got hurt, right? All these guys. And then you put Deshaun Watson in there after you've drafted a pretty decent offensive line. And then all of a sudden, they're now scoring 40 points a game, it seemed like. Remember, they were putting up 57 some weeks. They are putting up they, – literally, they were what the Rams are doing all season. They were doing that in like a six, seven-week span. Mm-hmm. 50, 40. Think about 40. this one, though. Now let's go to the NFC side, one of the best stories in the league. Maybe it ends at, with a home game in Super Bowl 52, the Minnesota Vikings. What if Dalvin Cook were still healthy? What if Dalvin yeah. Cook were healthy, Murray? Yeah, he, and I think that would be crazy. Because, well, see, what I've heard talking to guys up there is that Dalvin Cook, they already had a running game planned with McKinnon and uh, Murray as their guys. And they are like, this is what we're going to do. But as Dalvin Cook started to fall, they're like, well, we got a chance to get a Ferrari. Like, we know what these guys can do, and our game plan's already set for this. But to add that piece in there was going to be crazy. But then I don't know because Sam Bradford's your quarterback. That's the interesting that's thing. The it would If Sam Bradford doesn't get hurt – would they ever have gone to Case Keenum? I don't know, which is weird. And I'm a pedigree snob. Right. So, of course, I always side with the first rounders. Uh, but, 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 yeah. Case I, Keenum, what he's doing now. Right. The thing that I think people don't – they take for granted with Case Keenum is that he's so slippery in the pocket. Hmm. Like, even in, 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 in when he was with the Rams, he was slippery in the pocket. He would just get up and throw the ball and the guys would drop it. He's literally now throwing the ball, missing three or four guys, and then throwing the ball and these guys are catching it. And they're making plays. And he's, he's mobile. He can run. 
I think if they played Detroit, it'd be a completely different game if Case Keenum doesn't have that mobile ability to move and and kind of make that defense stay honest. And so and that- he also, you know, I mean, check down Sam or whatever else. That is legitimately what he always did. And Case Keenum is willing. I mean, he gets rid of the ball before the pass yeah. rush gets to him, but he also has a real knack and a willingness to hold on to the ball for an extra second when he's got that inside pressure. You saw that on Thanksgiving yeah. Day. He has guys bearing down on him, and he'll hold on to it for a split second longer to deliver the ball, and Sam Bradford never has shown the and, and willingness and I, to do And I think, you know, uh, that there is what's giving them that edge. And it's not – and what's funny is – when you have a dominant defense, all you have to do is run the ball. But what they do is they have two dynamic receivers on the outside that make that mm-hmm. make the box light because you can't run man to man. If you if you put those guys one on one, they're gonna win every every time. And so now Case Keenum's all he's doing is playing one on one coverage. Like, all right, I'm just gonna throw a hitch here. I'm gonna throw a slant there. I'll throw a deep route here, here, there. And then guess what? Rudolph comes in. You forget about him. So they have pieces as well. I just don't know if Sam was there. His mo- his immobility might be what hurts him more than helps him. I'm trying to think of this one through. I shouldn't ask this one willy-nilly like that. Spaghetti, Emma VP, anyone else behind the glass weigh in. Whose fortunes would be vastly different without injury? You know, I think maybe, that maybe the Giants. Would maybe. they be that much together? Would they wouldn't be in the playoffs if Odell Beckham were still healthy? I mean, I, I wouldn't make that big a difference. You don't know. Odell Beckham is not worth eight games. He's a Jenga piece. I agree with that, but they're his passion. Is what gets that team going. Like that's what they're missing there. They don't I've have heard that it's swagger. A detriment. I've heard it's a detriment. That I, he, I heard that Albert Breer said. Being good. Albert Breer said that, and it really hurt my feelings because me and Albert, you know, we've had some good conversations, especially when he was here at the NFL Network. It hurts me to hear people say that because this game is all about passion. Mm-hmm. Like this, when you see quarterbacks do the yo, let's go. That's passion. His passion is just a little bit different. His passion is flashy. Look at me, and that's fine. I, I play. We everyone plays with guys like that, but. When he does those things, when he does those dances, and and or he has the locker room doing the electric slide uh, in there before after games, that because these young kids and I and I coach these kids now, they're different. Social media has things changed, and so everyone's about look at me, look at me, which is fine. Look at you as long as you're balling. Well, the the one thing I say is if you're gonna bellyache about Odell Beckham caring too much, then you cannot. You're forbidden. To then say Jay Cutler doesn't care enough. You can't. Ha- you can't complain about both things. I forbid it. <laughs> I forbid it. Yes, spaghetti. Were you saying something there? I couldn't hear you. Qu- I couldn't uh, quite pick up uh, what you were laying down. I just said David Johnson, who I know is your fr- fantasy first round pick. I know, David. But do- no, but does he though? Does he like? Yes, I say David Johnson's good, but I knew the Car- I knew Carson Palmer. He was he was done last year. I know, but if you had – that's a good one, though. I, I'm with Spaghetti. I, In that uh, – yeah, they, they David Johnson and Carson Palmer would be worth two more wins, right? I think that's not unreasonable. No, no, I think that – And then they'd be right in the playoff mix. Maybe. But, I, I mean, Carson Palmer last year, father time – see, father time catches up to different positions at different times. When it's a quarterback, your mind never goes. You always know that you can make that throw and you see this cover and you can fit it in there. Your arm goes. And so now, instead of throwing it when you normally were throwing it at 27, 28, 30, 32, you're 37. You got to let it a little bit you know earlier because you don't have the gas. A lot of QBs say, a lot of guys say that it is not the arm, in fact, that it is that that you become you become aware of your mortality and you get scared and you want to get rid of the ball more quickly the older you get. 
That's what a lot of people say. That the arm doesn't change. The arm. Well, it's not that the arm changes. It's the legs that change because you have to be able to push off the throw. That's interesting. But, but it's the same thing. At the end of the day, I've seen old quarterbacks. Uh, it's, it's funny because Brett Favre was doing it when he was with the Jets and when he was with the Vikings. Some of those throws that he was making it when he was with Green Bay, he couldn't do it anymore because he didn't have the oomph for it. He could still throw it hard, but it, it didn't have that extra oomph to get that split second faster to get it there when a DB's coming. And that's where you're getting a lot of picks. That's why you see a lot of quarterbacks throw picks when they get older because they're still trying to fit it in there. Now, once they realize, okay, I got to throw it earlier, then they're, they're back on track again. But sometimes I, it gets stuck. I have one more. What? Yes, Spaghetti? I can't hear him. Uh, we said that the Seahawks secondary and Eric Berry and the Chiefs. Oh, Eric Berry and the Chiefs Ooh. is definitely – that's the one. That's, that's the key. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that. That's the Jenga piece. Well, I'll, t- I'll give you one. Yeah, that's, that's – That's the Jenga piece. Well, I think Justin Houston's the Jenga piece. He's still out there playing. I'm set. Why? Well, well, I guess that's fair since they, they've won one game in six, six weeks or thereabouts. One more, even though they are going to still end up winning the AFC West, if you had Jason Verrett, on an already great defense there, and all of a sudden you have Bose and Ingram doing what they're doing up front, and you have two lockdown corners on the outside. And one Yikes. of those guys goes to the nickel. And Denzel Perryman stuffing the run old school. Man, that defense is already dynamite. But if you throw – I mean, the you know, the, the best Chargers. corner, that their best cover guy that they have is out for the year. Well, Imagine think if about he were. this. The Chargers, the, the, the AFC West, and uh, I talked with this with Matt Money-Smith because he's the voice of the Chargers. The AFC West is going to come down that December 31st game in Carson where the Raiders come down and play the Chargers. What kind of atmosphere do you think that's going to be? Money is convinced that the Charger, the most Charger, Chargers-y way for this thing to go is for them to run the table until that game. Raiders are playing for nothing, and they come in and, and knock the, the Bulls the, the char- out. The the, I think that's going to be the game that's going to decide. That's going to be the, champ- the AFC West championship game. Well, without Crabtree, that's a significant loss, it especially is. with yeah, no but Cooper. I think they're going to they're going to appeal that because you can't suspend those guys for two games, and then you don't suspend AJ Green for any. I think I think in a vacuum that makes sense, but I think the league. Is, I mean, you've now seen two receiver and corner fights in the last three weeks. They just want to shut it down. Me. You can't punish. I know, me but there, but it, now it sends a message: more. no more of this nonsense, no more fighting in the field on the, in the middle of the field. You can't suspend me because of what AJ Green did. Oh yes, they can. You can't. No, you can't. You can't do that. <laughs> and and again, I keep telling you, the AFC North sent their assassin to take out the Jaguars cornerback because <laughs> we would be who's in that, the head in that of the AFC division. Who are these we would guys be in charge the top of, of that again? Who? So who runs the division? Huh? Who's in charge of the division to make me. those calls? You know about it's probably you because you knew because you know you're going to have to play this. The Steelers are going to have to play the Jaguars at home in the divisional round this year. Watch. I don't fear the Jaguars. And if that and if that happens, that's they gonna be took twice. their shot. They took their best shot. It's going to be twice. They, they they got seven five times. He's like he's got no more left to give. No, he's trying to give. He was trying to give him away last on uh, Sunday night. He was a little bit. That's true. But also. He was throwing some lasers out. He was, but he was still trying to give it away. Make sure you check out that XO with Ike. He's, uh, he really breaks down 7 and 84 there. Our, oh, and by the way, Spaghetti is absolutely right. Ru- let's not forget Russell Wilson in the MVP conversation. He no is, question. I mean, they have no running game. They have a bum O-line. They, their defense, defense has bad. been shattered by injury. And he's still winning games. I think, I, I think the Falcons are going to win – the South, ultimately. Really? Yes. 
Well, they listen. They have the Saints I, twice and the Panthers once more. They're gonna. They have the. They're certainly. But the Pan- it lines I, up for them to do it. But they had the Panthers doing things that, uh, like the Panthers are trying to make Cam what he's not. Now Cam is Cam. I don't mm-hmm. think they're gonna lose again. Okay. I right, listen. I hear you. It's a, those are this. This is the best division in the NFL. Is the NFC South right now? Yeah, this year, no question. Yeah. It's a year by year league. Yeah, but I think the Falcons do it, and I wouldn't be absolutely floored. Sorry, Maurice, if the Seahawks caught up to the Rams. I think that was a major victory, though, oh, it, to hold the Niners? off. No, no. I'm saying it was a major victory for your Rams. Oh, Their yeah, own yeah, yeah. mentality. If yeah, they yeah. lose two in a row against a couple NFC contenders, then they would fall into like, hey, it's been a feel-good story. We're building towards something great over no. the years. We're, we're now it's about bowl. now. We're now it's to, about right now. We're trying to win a bowl, and we're going to have a playoff game here in L.A. All right, Maurice, guess what? He's about to join us, Brandon Cooks. Dave, Dave, joining us uh, via Old Spice Invisible Spray. There he is, the superstar wide receiver of the New England Patriots, Brandon Cooks. What's happening, fella? Hey, how we doing? I appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. Tell me first, and then we'll move on to the game of pigskin. Tell me what you're doing with uh, Old Spice here. By the way, vote for Cooks. He deserves yeah. to get to the Pro Bowl. NFL.com slash Pro Bowl. Go ahead. What's going on with the Old well, Spice? Well, I appreciate that. Oh, you know, just partnering with Old Spice. I always use their products uh, for a really long time now, so I'm excited to really join them in their new uh, product and the Invisible Spray. Um, I think it's been great. You know, it's easy to put on. And ultimately, you know, we don't like those white marks on our skin or on our clothes. And I think uh, they did a great job of creating this product right now uh, where so far it's not doing that. So, uh, by the way, first of all, the the wolf also joined us uh, while we stopped down ever so briefly. And Maurice and I were kibitzing about the fact that, listen, Pro Bowl, good luck. I hope you get it and everything. But you're already leading a charmed life. You go from Hall of Famer Drew Brees to Hall of Famer Tom Brady. Absolutely. The fate of the planet hangs in the balance. All I can tell you is you get to pick the starting quarterback and no no other details. (laughs) Who's the one guy you want under center? Go ahead. Come on, guys. I mean, (laughs) Drew is a great friend of mine, but I live in the moment. So with that being said, I got to go with Tom right now. Smart. Very smart. I just have to ask one question about Old Spice because I have two boys. Were you a stinky child as a kid? Were you one of those kids that you would go on the plane and you'd stink? (laughs) And so that Old Spice is like, listen, we want to no, help out the stinky kids. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my friends would probably say otherwise, but I don't think I was one of those kids. I try to stay <laughs> clean for the most part. But, you know, as a kid, you get dirty, and every once in a while, you, you smell. We, we were just talking about cologne and whether or not people wear it or not, but uh, that's beside the point. Right now, I, I want to know about this defense uh, on your team, the way that it's kind of turned around the last – six, seven games. What have you noticed from them and just in the locker room in general, the difference between the beginning of the season to now? Uh, I would just have to say, uh, you know, doing a little things right, paying attention to the details is awesome uh, and it's helped us grow as a team. Um, you know, we still have a long ways to go, but at the same time, I think we're headed in the right direction and we should continue to get better every week. Uh, and that's the goal. You guys always – you've always had one of the better touchdown celebrations, although they took it away from you this year. And then we hear Gronk, you're not allowed to talk about him. And then we always hear Belichick's a super fun guy behind closed doors. True or false? True. True. Really? A funny guy, but he True. just doesn't want you, the world to join in on it. No, I wouldn't say it like that. I mean, he, <laughs> he is who – you know, what you see is what you get. 
on or off the camera, but um, I think we, we take it in a different way. He's a great coach and a great person. So, um, you know, we love him. I love him. Um, and at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Well, thank you for coming, man. And I like your you chains, could... by the way. Yeah, and oh, two chains. Don't wear those in the game. <laughs> that makes trouble. No, nah, come on. Hey, just send some Old Spice this way, because I got two kids that need the invisible spray. Cause they... This isn't your chance to get free stuff, I know. Maurice. He's raised my dog. He's from Stockton. I'm Antioch. We're right there. We know each other. We're good people. All right, but he doesn't root oh, yeah, for the gold. He doesn't root for Golden State. He roots for Portland. It's Damian Lillard, oh. the most underrated uh, guard in the league. Hey, well, that's another topic for another day. That's right. <laughs> All right, see you later, and man. And lady. There he goes. Brandon <laughs> right. Cooks, everybody. Dodgy but keen answer on Breeze v. Brady. That was I like perfect. Where yeah, he, he did well there. There he goes. Brandon Cooks, good the kibitz with him. And uh, now let's say hello to you properly because, like I say, you jumped in there right as, uh, as Brandon was joining us. Here she is, everybody. You watch her on uh, Good Morning Football, the weekend mm. edition. Yep. You watch her on uh, Power Rankings. Oh, game day morning. I always forget that. I know. I got you. That's the big show now. Don't disrespect her. Well, I get outside. No disrespect. Right now, though, this is the big show. But the wolf pulls the strings, don't you see? She's she's the the quarterback, the point guard, whatever you want to say. And yet that point guard or that coach or whatever we're calling her never looks over to the bench and sees a pot-bellied Jew and say, Damashek, you're in. On Tuesdays, I do. On Tuesdays at 9.30 at the practice when we're practicing. (laughs) I'll tell you, this is is among (laughs) – This is among my two or three. Fa- <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. That's fine. That's what she just told you. No. Fine. She no. did. She was like, she's like, on oh, Tuesdays. This is my I chance. Do. This one. To, I, who plays on Tuesdays I, unless it's Christmas? This is when I get nuts. The this reps is, are the best part, though, right? Yeah, it's all about the reps. This is like the last uh, 11 minutes of Saturday Night Live. No one's watching anyway. <laughs> we do whatever we want. We get experimental here. If it doesn't not? hit, it doesn't hit. Who cares? I love it. That's why it's so great. That's why Tuesdays are my favorite day. You're the only one that asked – well, you and Sheck. I, I can't believe – Sheck, you went football question again for Brandon Cooks. You're supposed to go, like, deep dive into it. That was a funny question, Dad. I'm not funny, but I think it's interesting to hear how he dodges his way around it. Uh, that's he, what that's – He's what taking inter- the Belichick way of interviewing. And yeah. He's, he's taking the course and he passed it with flying – I wanted to ask him about his chains, and I wanted to ask if somebody ripped them off. Well, what he would do? do? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I'm going to tell you guys now because we, we haven't got a chance to talk about it. <laughs> that That is like um, – that's like the biggest disrespectful thing you could ever do. Like you almost, you might as well spit on me than take, a, if I have a chain on my neck, cause you're just testing my manhood. And in that situation when you're Tlaib, uh, he, he, you know, from what I heard, Tlaib didn't really want to go and do that. But Crabtree, they, you know, Crabtree as a man, you already got your chain ripped last time. You're like, nah, <laughs> this time we finna get, get, get it going. I respect that from Crabtree, but to get it taken twice, oh. like that was just too far. I mean, has anyone had a tougher go in terms of sort of, um, I don't know, getting emasculated a little bit on some level. I mean, let's not sleep on the Richard Sherman event either. At oh, the end yeah. of at the oh, end yeah. of the conference game, he <laughs> gets right. he gets he gets humiliated. He not only has the ball knocked away from him, then he, then he gets humiliated by uh, by football in front of Football America. I I, I just feel like Crab I feel like Crabtree is a is a really good receiver. Um, and from what I hear from the Raiders, is a really good dude. Uh, but I think everyone has that line if you cross it, like. You, you have to do something yeah. about it. And, and in that situation, I get the league saying, because it did go crazy. It, it, it went a little out, oh, out, out of pocket. Amazing. But the part about – what and the funny thing about the Oakland Coliseum is when you eject a player from the away team, they have to walk through the home uh, the home side. What do you I think of that? that? What do you think of Marshawn well, escorting? And, I, and, I re, and this is the thing, because a lot of people are like, oh, Marshawn should – I was like, no, no, no. He understands that situation. Like, 
Marshawn knows that he's a leader on that team. That yeah. he needs to put his arm around him to let him know that nothing's going to happen. Because again, that's a hostile environment. You, you, I mean, people talk about hostile environment in sports. Imagine you're walking through a, a crowd of people that you already uh-uh. got into with one of their friends or whatever it may be, and now you got to walk through them to get out. Especially Raiders fans. I loved it. I thought it was like it was such a nice move. Like it was like I got you. Come on, let's go. Like yeah, it was I'm, like a a nurturing kind of I kind of maker in uh, against Kansas City. He's yeah. the one that call. He's a peacemaker. Marshawn's all about I, peace like, and love. I'm, I'm liking him more and more, too. Right? Like That's I just I'm talking about. See, Shaq don't like It's heartwarming. I, I thought it was heartwarming. You're the one who talks all the time, Maurice, <laughs> about you love that. You love the uh, – I love the – I love the – the fight was over. It was over and done. Now it's time for us to move on, get you in the locker room, make sure you get your stuff right, make sure nobody bothers you, and you go on. How thick are these chains? Like, oh, that one, no, that, diff- no, that, no, no, that's a real chain. Like, how difficult is it to break a chain? What significance it does I, it if have, If I did that to way. you right well, now – this just, is like a delicate piece. Do it, Maurice. Do it. Get the hell out of here. Take her chain. <laughs> no, I would never do that. That's not that's not my uh, cup of tea. But um, it doesn't matter. Like any chain, it doesn't matter how strong it is. The the links, like he didn't break the link. He just snapped the hook. Wow. And so that hook can only hold so much pressure. You just boop. All right. Listen. Is it? A, do you know what the significance of the chain is? It doesn't matter what this. I, I could have paid two bucks. It's mine though. All right. And you tra- you took my stuff. But if it got ripped so off you last year. It must have some importance around his neck. Why would you go out on I a football field wearing insurance. a thick A lot game? of guys do, though. I know, but it's not. doesn't make it smart. A lot of guys go out without a cup on, too. doesn't uh, make yeah, it the I smart never, thing. I, you never, no one wears cups anymore. I can't can. believe that there has not really? been a, 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 a just no, – oh, you don't know about this, Wolf. This I, is one. I, this, I actually, no, I don't. I haven't done a deep them, dive this, on this. This <laughs> fascinates me to no end. NFL football players and college players too. They all go out and wear no cup to play football. Some guys wear a jock strap though. Fuck. Listen, can you imagine? Can all I the well, the helmet? Really. I mean, <laughs> there's never been a destruction out there. No, oh, so let, there's never here. been an explosion. Uh, no, no, not an explosion. But let me say <laughs> this because this is an this explosion? needs to be talked about. And people uh, are like, well, it causes chafing. It on does. Your... It does cause chafing. All right, there's but a... I can give you a worse scenario that could happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story, <laughs> Shaq, about discussion. uh about uh, there's a thing, it happens in the league every now and then. If a player gets twisted, right, and, uh, like, if you get torqued the wrong way mm-hmm. and your body, your testicles will flip. Ooh. And so there's been cases in the league where guys have had to get a testicle removed because of that. But even if you had a cup, it, that, that's not going to help it. That's not going to protect it. But no one's ever got a head-on shot like that. Is every that when we get some of those, like, murky, doubtful <laughs> he's doubtful. Like, like what, what's wrong with him? I see he's got a lower body injury. Yeah, that's what. And literally, that's what it is. It just and becomes it's hockey all of a sudden. Yeah, but yeah. what? But what is the injury? Don't worry about it. That's you that's, don't want to know what it is. Wow, that's what, that's what ends up happening because guys get twisted and turned the wrong way. But cups, like you chafe, and that's that hurts more than anything. Like little chafe stuff like over that. break. That's my rule. You're not gonna break anything. I don't know. Maybe roll, right. I don't know. Roll the dice. I think I a guess. well-placed uh, helmet that, disagrees maybe. with that, but somehow you're right because you don't hear about it ever. All right, let's get to it. That's a good lead into this week's Q and A. It's time oh, for the Q and A. Here we go. What do you say? Hey. It's gonna be a, a great day. day. It is hey. time for the Q and A. I love it. Yeah. That actually needs to be a good song. We need to get that out there. Right? I, I I'll you. produce it, though. I think maybe we need all of us singing from the get-go. Nah, nah, I'm cool. I, I'm pretty pleased with where I, we're at. There. Oh, before I think it we gains go, momentum as it goes. Before we go, let me say this. Uh, on Tuesdays, please try to follow myself or Colleen. We always go Instagram live oh. before our show of Power Rankings. And Colleen 
rapped the whole Cardi B song for everyone to see. Wow. Yeah. I love Cardi B. I'm working on motorsport right now. That's oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Colleen, still in I the mean, works. I mean, I got all the hard eyes that you can imagine. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was for Colleen. So. If, um, by the way, uh, when you guys are doing that show, I'm usually in the green room. You should come in like through. It. Check just, it out. Just, hang just out. walk on. Just come out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Consider Why it not? done. Consider it done. I right, let's would love get, that. Let's get to uh, some cues here, and then we'll AM for you. The first one comes to us from Sebastian Becker on Twitter. He asks, if you were stuck on an island and could only watch three TV shows, what would they be? Well, first That's of all, I assume, question. Sebastian, in your little question here, that someone has provided us with a flat screen and a mm-hmm. DVD player, right? Yeah, like, I, I mean. Or an endless power. Device. right? Solar powered, it's got to be. We, do, do we have, we must have the internet because the shows that I'm going to watch are going to be like Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, Breaking Bad. That's one of mine. I got to do Breaking Bad. And then uh, the last one. Well, wait a second now. I know that's easy to say because you like the show Breaking Bad, but you've already seen all of Breaking Bad, and there's never going to be any more Breaking right. Bad. But, but, but so is fun- that all right with you? It You're going to watch that over and over again? Yeah, and then Weeds. Because I like we- the reason I like Weeds, well, first of all, those are my top three shows, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the reason I like them are because – I've seen, I've been in that, like, I, don't, I haven't been in that situation, but I can believe that situation, like, a, that a mom loses her husband, and now she has to, like, all these kids, yeah. she hasn't been working, so now she has to sell a little weed to kind of get things going, and then she becomes this big weed mogul all of a sudden. Wow, so you're going Breaking Bad and Weeds. Yeah, and Game of Thrones, because I need, I need to get some Flying Dragons, yeah. and I need some X-rated stuff in my life, too. Okay, I've thought about this. Um, I'm also going Breaking Bad because... Walter White! I like the... Uh, just how it's shot and everything. It's so beautiful. So I like, I mean, not only the storyline aside, I just love how cinematically pretty it is watching it. But then I need something with like a a voluminous kind of series. I need a lot to watch. I mean, I'm on this island. I I need. This is a light. See, this is going practical. I messed up. I messed up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. I'm going to go Breaking Bad and then uh, The Simpsons. There you go. I got. I need a little comedy. That's on my list. Right? I mean, I think it's one of the best series ever. So, yeah. The Simpsons. And also, I haven't seen, like, anywhere near all of the episodes. Like, this kind of escaped me. So, this is the perfect time for me to binge right. and catch up on, like, everything that I've missed for the, the past, like, life, decades of my life. Yeah, I, this, I'm with you on The Simpsons. Third one is oh. Law & Order. Oh, I was going to say that was my Law I'm sorry. Order. Idea. All I, the I, Law & Order. Let me take weeds out. SVU. I'm going to cut weeds out. Give me <laughs> <laughs> give me all the Law and Order. Just give me the whole package. Bump, bump. I love Law and Order Jack more than anything the, else. Jack McCoy is like the dude that uh. I, I one day, like, he fights for what he believes in. He doesn't care if you're his boss or not. Because he was about to quit his job one yeah. day. He was like, well, I don't believe in you. I don't believe what you're saying. Well, he was like, do you believe in your job? He was like, well, not if that's what you're saying. <laughs> I, you Jack turn McCoy. on if Law and Order's on. I'm not doing anything. I else think I've only seen 20 over. minutes of it. Law and Order oh, total in my life. Oh my god! I've every episode's seen, different. Never saw Murder. Cut Stroke. out weeds for me. Never saw <laughs> Simon and Simon. I'm uh-huh. not a big one of those. No, me either. Never saw Two and a Half Men. Me either. No. What about West Wing? John always talks about that one. I, I never was never that. into that. I don't like uh, what's his. I I I know that people hail writers. Emma VP no doubt loves uh, what's his name. What's his uh, the writer's name? Aaron Sorkin. Everybody yeah. loves him. I don't even know who that is. You don't like right. the dialogue? How it's like it's like choppy, right? Like that's his writing style. Like it's not only jumpy. it's not only that. Uh, yeah, it's that poppy, it's, poppy. 
Yeah, it's that muscular kind of tone. But besides that, if you took the names off of the characters, you would have and just read the script, you would have no idea who's who. (laughs) And somehow, Aaron, he's a genius. But the whole point is that you're supposed, theoretically at least, right, MVP? You studied this in college. You're supposed to be able to write in different characters' voices. Aaron Sorkin writes in one voice all the time, and yet he's hailed as the greatest writer of a generation. I don't get it. But anyway, Simpsons, yes. Okay. Um, I might go Always Sunny in Philadelphia because really? that because that show's so under the radar in terms of how good it's been for how long it's been good, and they keep making more. So that's a that's a good one. And then three, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Good Morning Football, the Weekend Edition. Oh, that's a pr- no, I'm not great. gonna go with that's that. Saying, wonderful. Is that, is that a TV show? There's I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna a lot go, of episodes out there yet. I'm gonna go with actually I'm gonna that's a little bit I'm gonna go Sunday Night Football. How about that? Yeah, that's not a TV show. That. Oh, that's that's not a TV show. No, if I go on my DVR, it says to Sunday Night Football. How's that not a TV? Go to Netflix and there's movies and then there's TV shows that Sunday Night Football is not on there. When they put out the weekly ratings, it says Sunday Night Football. That's a TV. I don't know if games MVP. No, please break this. Games don't count. That's Um, that's entertainment. It's a game. That's a TV. I'm gonna allow it. It's a TV show. You're the boss here. Don't let him. I know. He's trying to be Jack McCoy. (laughs) True. It work. Don't let it work. <laughs> if you go to Netflix, if you go to Hulu, if you go to any other uh, whatever thing they, they, those are called, when you go to TV shows, it, those don't show up. You have to go to games or sports, and then that yeah. shows up under sports, Sunday Night Football. That's why it works that way. Now, like, if Atlanta was a longer-running series. Oh, that would be a good one, too. That would be on there. But that's, like, more of, like, an artisanal yeah. almost. Like, it's just – it's. It's so good. There's just not a lot of it yet. When I see the reason, the reason you said like the reason Law and Order is so good is that they have three different versions of it. Oh my god! And there's millions. No, of no, no. You don't get all three versions. Oh yeah, yeah, you can. yep, yeah. yeah. You get Law Everything and order. is under the umbrella. Oh, Law anything and order. Law and Order. Anything yeah. Law and Order. Hmm. Think about that. So right. now I can uh, now, go. Now I, you have me thinking. I can go Benson and Stabler. Yep. Which is a, a classic. Well, can I then go ESPN <laughs> College Football and just get That's all? That's not a TV just get show. Every college football game. <laughs> Well, that's the rules you're playing. Law and by. Order no, is not. a TV show. Law and Order is a TV show. All right. Oh, I, next I question miss it. comes to us from uh, another of Maurice's pals this from the my, East Bay. Here he young, is, my young pups. Hi, yeah, high school chum, or 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 actually, I'm sorry, J- uh, Oakland Raider teammate. Yeah, but I mean, he, I mean, this guy legitimately, T.J. Carey, starting cornerback of the Oakland Raiders, legitimately, unironically uh, idolizes Maurice. Not because he's a great football player. Yes, he was held up at the high school as as the yeah. greatest player in school history, but also because Maurice shepherded him in uh, T.J.'s oh. first year in the in the league, and he. I got, I got a long story about that. I can tell you about. You want me to tell you real quick? It's not long though. It's, it's quick. Listen, TJ Carey, I grew up, we grew up in Antioch together, but I was always friends with his older brother, Eric. And so me and Eric used to hang out, go to parties, have a good time, work out, all those things. I never knew about TJ because TJ was always kept in the house. So I get to Oakland. Is in my career, I get to Oakland. Kept and, in the house. Wait, uh, what do you mean he was well, always he, kept in the house? He's younger than us. So, okay. So I'm, I was 30, I was 29, he was 20, 21. Okay. Too. So he was seven years younger. That's a big gap. I never saw him. Um, so... TJ gets, they go, oh, yeah, we drafted a De La Salle Spartan. I'm like, who? Like, who did you draft? And then so I call my coach, like, hey, who's this kid? He goes, oh, that's Eric Carey's little brother. I go, shut mm. up. No way. And so he's friends with a lot of the kids um, that I hung out with. their older brothers. He's friends with them. So when he came to Oakland, I kind of tried to 
show him how to how to be a professional. Well, oh, he he legitimately appreciated it as he told us uh, when he paid us a visit. I found him to be a delightful fellow, and I hope to speak with him again soon. Meantime, he has a question for us. MJD, it's your boy TJ Carey here, man. I want to know out of all the memories that you've had at De La Salle, you got to give me your best one. Make it a football one. They're all, they're all football ones. Um, no girls. Maurice was focused on. Football. Oh yeah, totally. I was, I was I was a baller. I didn't do any. Literally, I was a square. I did football and homework. That was it. Left that school with a three points. And also, he did. Nice. Is that true? Oh, Good yeah. for you. The other thing is that's interesting about you is that uh, you know because uh, obviously it's your life, so you leave these details out. You were a highly regarded safety, weren't yeah. you? Yep. I was. Uh, my first scholarship was. To, I didn't know was that safety. Who, uh, who Iowa. offered? Iowa. Colorado, Imagine that. Colorado offered, oh and then Iowa offered, and then SC offered for safety, too. Did you like playing safety? Uh, you know, it's always good to hit people. It was nice. It was fun. Did you? But you obviously liked playing running back. Bob Sanders. I got to get the rock. Were you, were that was, that was the reason, you're Bob, you're that was the the next Bob Sanders? Iowa came in was because they Bob Sanders was leaving. So they're like, oh, we got we had this guy. And the same thing, SC saw me as a, a Troy Palomalu kind of guy wow. to come in and, play and fit that role. But I just wanted to touch the rock. Aren't you? I always worry on behalf of these 19-year-old kids when you hear that their coach, they get into a program and they say, oh, the coach has decided to switch him over to to tight end from whatever he was doing or vice versa. I always feel like you might change this guy's trajectory yeah. for his life, I'm how sure. much yeah. money he makes in life, just because you feel like positionally we're better off with you over here. Yeah. I So I, I, I do high school football kids, and I'll talk get to my story here with TJ here in a second, but – I try to tell these kids the decision you make at 16 and 17 years old on what you're going to do in high school football or high school sports period, that's going to point you in whatever direction you want to go, right? So if we have some kids uh, who I'm going to bring here uh, this next offseason, come down so they can see everything, but we have some kids that should be playing defense instead of offense, and they still want to play offense, and then they don't get any scholarships, and now you have to go JUCO route. Right. Or you got to go a smaller school instead of if you had to play defense, you'd be at. A, I a get that, school. but that's at least their own choice. And well, then you have to live with it for the rest right. of your life. Yeah. But if a coach does that yeah, to they you, they do that all the time. It was, I would. I, I, I worry so much about that. It's and Brandon about, like, Cooks is trusting a, that if it's in your best interest. Right. Cooks right. is a three-sport athlete coming out of high school. Yes. What if you choose the wrong when the, when you hear about? The, the success story is like, oh, that guy's the starting pitcher in the World Series. Like, right. you know, he also got offered a scholarship to go play ball at Michigan for pro guy, football quarterback. The guy, the, like, what if he chose wrong? How many who, stories are out there of the guy who made the bad us. choice? Who was the guy that the, he plays for the Milwaukee Brewers? And didn't he, like, have a scholarship to go to Florida State to play quarterback, but then end up playing baseball? Uh, is his last name Braun? Ryan Braun? Yeah, he did Ryan I, Braun? I think I think yeah, he's the one with the nice cr- the Hebrew really? hammer. Yeah, the guy with he doesn't the like that nickname though. But anyways, so my, my favorite high school Ryan. memory was probably uh, my fir- my freshman year. Um, I had uh, we had a guy by the name of DJ Williams who was the best high school football player ever to come out of California at that time. Wound up at the U. Wound up at the U. Goes the first round. So I was a freshman there, and I had scored six touchdowns in a game my freshman year. And they, it's funny, they had this table that only the varsity players could sit at in the lunch table. So, <laughs> the, you know, the kind of guy I was, I walked over to him. I'm like, hey, bro, and I tapped him. He goes, what do you want? I go, I scored six touchdowns yesterday. What are you going to do about it? So, I'm at the game. He scores seven. <laughs> no. And the seventh one, he looks up and stares at me and smiles. And I was like, 
All right. Well, at least I got some record. At least you know me. Right. At least, like, right. At least, you, <laughs> at least I got a little bit out of that. And that, that to me was like, that put me in a situation where I was like, from then on, I'm going to be better than him. I feel like I love those that. stories. Funny, right? You watch Mike Mitchell, and I gave Mike Mitchell the business, uh, whatever, four, six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. When Leonard Fournette summoned him and they collided, and Mike Mitchell said, uh, told, uh, told me I'm dumb. I think that what he's getting at by saying I'm dumb is is like you don't understand that it's about one-on-one, you know, man-on-man kind of stuff. And Ike is very big on that kind of stuff. It is. This is a game of one-on-ones. And I think that that is what uh, what that's getting at is I like those little uh, stories. Oh, <laughs> I love you, 14-year-old Maurice. This, hey, yeah, bing, so bing, so bing. let me tell you. So this is, this, is how, this is how deep it goes. So I end up playing DJ Wood. I'm in Jacksonville. He's in Denver. And we're playing. And he didn't know it at the time because they used to – they were like, uh, our our that year we they I mean people call it bullying, but it wasn't bullying. They were kind of like humbling us because we were a really confident freshman team, and they would like put us in lockers and they like <laughs> like steal some of our stuff. Anyways, we're playing them in Denver, and I text one of my boys during the week. I'm like, I am about to embarrass this dude for all the things he did to us as freshmen. And my boy was like, Are you kidding me? You still believe in that? I'm like, so I've never let it go. And I'll never let it go. So and so the whole time we're playing, he didn't know it till like later on that I was like giving him everything I had. Uh-uh. Like, trying to throw him down, trying to block him, trying to run past him. I was talking trash to him. I, lo- I love All that. All because of what yeah. he did to Holding me as a 14-year-old boy. Was, I, I guess it it's Michael Jordan's uh, the first so guy we knew about like that, or maybe it was Joe Montana, but that is the thing. Like the, the oh, greats, yeah. the greats. Find a way to put a chip on their shoulder in every situation. Well, especially if you're competitive. Like, if you're a competitive guy, like, that's in your DNA. Well, what what am I going to do to get up for this game? I'm going to dip 11 years into my past to to find something to use. Yeah. This was was a long time ago, but he had to to feel my wrath. (laughs) You do your best when you're trying to throw something in someone's face. No question. That's what the wolf does before she goes out out there for game day morning. I think about all the people who were like, hmm. You can't do this. You're too green. You're too, you don't you don't know sports. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take that, Savannah it's for Guthrie. You. Savannah Guthrie <laughs> gave me the stink eye once, and now I now I'm showing her. It's all my right? old bosses. Yeah, basically. I like that. Too. I do that too. Hey, you That's why give I always shout out after at the show. I know you should just be like, all right, hey, shout out to such yeah. and such. When the DDFP wins uh, wins an Emmy or an Academy Award yep. or both, I I do intend to use my full speaking time to not thank the people who helped me get there. How long call, is that list? To call, well, a lot, most Around I mean, the NFL has to be on that list. It's right? a scroll at this point that just keeps of going? Of the people who helped me? No. Yeah. No, I'm going to devote it entirely to the people that tried to hold me back. Right. Around the NFL has to be one of them, right? I don't know what that is. What oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, stop it. I decided no. Um, all right, let's wrap it up there. I'm Switzerland. It is the whoop. <laughs> it is. <laughs> The great Colleen Wolf Watcher on Power Rankings. Good morning, football, the weekend edition, game day morning. Yes, you got it. You did it. Continued success to her Eagles, a.k.a. America's team. I don't know if you heard. I decided that that's an annual award now. It the, is. The but I don't know if they oh. – I, I think they may get two losses here going this West Coast trip. They might. You yeah, know I what? Could, that's that's going to be tough. Guess what? The Saints are going to fall back here. I don't know about your Rams. They better keep it up here. The, the Seahawks. Seahawks. Are catch I think they'll lose to the Rams. I th- it don't matter. They're going to split. As long as they, hey, as long as the Rams take that victory, we'll be fine. Playoffs. I, 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 my preseason give us a buy. 
My preseason pick was the Seahawks, which I feel like the world should let me off the hook no. because of all the injuries. No. But I'll stick with it. Okay. But I also think Eagles, Falcons, Seahawks, all birds, all relevant <laughs> in that uh, those are the three teams. What about the Rams? I'm just telling you what I think. I'm telling you two of those three teams, wing teams I just named for you, are in the NFC title game. I say, really? I, this is you want to hear my bold prediction? I don't know. I don't know. I know we got to go, but this is my bold prediction. It's going to be the all thing. three of the teams that I've played or worked for make the playoffs this year. How about that? I love now, it. Now I would be with you if not for the Cooper and Crabtree absence over the next yeah. week to two weeks. I think two of the three. Watch what I say. Okay. I think the Chargers win the division. Oh, you might be right. I don't know. Maybe we'll see Mahomes before it's all done. Leave us on that. Will we see okay. Mahomes play a uh, start a game this season? The Wolf. Yes. No. America. Yeah. I, I mean, no. flip a coin. No is my answer to that. All right. We'll keep us with you later in the week. In the meantime, for the Wolf, for Maurice Jones Drew, for Brandon Cooks, yep. for number 24, I Taylor, for TJ Carey, for Emma VP. For Eddie Spaghetti and Ryan Bartlett and everybody else behind everybody. the glass. Oh, we have a luxury of time. I can just keep talking because the music's still winding down. Yep. I'm going to hit the pole. Don't worry about it. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.